Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After investigating Jessica's house, the attorneys and Tyronicus discover that she is actually a serial killer who wrote all her murders down in her novels. They proceed to investigate the mausoleum where Frank is buried and discover an orb that seems to be controlling the town. As its hold over them tightens and they lose control, Jessica herself appears. She unsuccessfully attempts to dissuade them when Jessica's boss, Hagatha Christie, appears. She addresses Bahamut and then replays Dot's final moments, where Jessica stabbed her to death. She then orders Jessica to shatter the crystal, killing Dot permanently. Before they can dispatch the rest of the attorneys, Ostrogon appears. He pleads with Jessica to change her mind before Hagatha stabs him in the back. With the last of Ostrogon's strength, he opens a portal beneath Gary, Thomas, and Tyronicus and utters, Never too late. I do declare your honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You fall through Ostrogon's portal beneath you into darkness. You plummet for a fraction of a second before landing on a hard, tiled floor. You look around you in confusion. You see the ceramic tile flooring and stairs leading both up and down at the far end of the room. There are various bookshelves and stacks upon stacks of papers at an oak desk. There's a large corkboard with different papers tacked up and covered in scribbles and string. The walls are made of gray, pink, blue, and purple bricks, and one window seems to look toward the outside. Son of a fucking bitch! Uh, Gary grabs a chair and throws it at a wall. Funny enough, you don't see any chairs here. Oh yeah, he turned all his chairs in there. Gary flips a table. Gary, you go up to the big oak desk, roll a strength check for me. Unnatural 20. You flip that shit, boy. That oak <laughs> desk goes flying. The papers go flying everywhere. The desk topples over and, like, part of it cracks. Fuck! was like, sitting there, like, rubbing his eyes. Like, every time I run into these idiots, something stupid happens. Thomas is just completely silent, blank stare. Not present at all. I think I'm going to get up and see if, like, the portal is still around. If there's any connection. 
You don't see a portal. You see the stairs that go either up or down or the window. Look out the window, I guess. You walk to the window and gaze upon a small town. There seems to be an inn, some houses, farmland, some manner of fountain, and, oh yes, a half-eaten sandwich on the windowsill. Welcome to Ostrogon's Tower. Why is there a sandwich here? I'm just gonna throw it off the window. Don't you throw that fucking sandwich. It's a sandwich. Give me that. It's half-eaten too. What, Give you- me that fucking sandwich. You're disgusting. I'm just gonna like throw it at him. <laughs> Gary, roll a dexterity check. 24. Give me that yeah. fucking sandwich. <laughs> it falls apart in the air a little bit, and then you catch it so good that the sandwich, like, it looks like one of those commercial sandwiches. <laughs> I'm gonna see how high it goes, try and get to the top floor. Okay. Tiro, or Tyronicus, mm-hmm. when you looked out the window, it looked to you like you were probably, let's say, on, like, third floor height-wise. You get me? Yeah. And then, Gary, you start running up the stairs. You go through a room that looks like a bedroom of some sort. Then you go through three floors that appear to be a closet of some sort. And then the final floor that you end up in seems to be a workshop. The three floors were a closet? Yeah. Well, roll a... Uh, how, how close are you looking as you go up? Oh, uh, no, he's kind of in, he's kind of pissed, so he's not... He's kind of tunnel vision right now. Okay, so if you want to investigate it later, you can. But you... Yeah, you just see three floors of clothing, and then the final floor is a workshop. Uh, I want to look around the workshop. Okay. This final floor appears to be a workshop of sorts. Or at least half of it is. The other half seems to have been turned into an art studio with two easels set up depicting paintings of a dragon and a big, beautiful sandwich at the moment. (laughs) On the other side of the room is a bench. It's mysteriously missing chairs, with tools and materials scattered about in a semi-organized way. There are cabinets with bottles full of some manner of liquid stored in them, and sitting atop a table are a couple of what look like notepads, but instead of paper, They have this white, rubbery surface, and instead of ordinary pencils, there are these pens with rubber tips. A paper near them reads, I-mail, and then in parentheses, instant mail, prototype. Uh, can I grab the rubber paper and rubber pen? Yeah, you see about four of them. Okay, I'll grab them. Alright, so Taylor's gonna, like, follow up after him, but he's just, like, walking slowly, just trying to get, like, his bearings. So I guess he'll get, like, to the workshop. Kind of, like, pick up the clipboards and, like, read them? Yeah, they don't say anything at the moment. Okay. What even the hell happened? Last I checked, we were facing your friend and whoever that other lady are. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in this weird tower with, surrounded by colored bricks and sandwiches. What the hell is going on? Gary's gonna draw an X with the pen on one of the rubber. You draw an X and you see the X appear on all the other pads. Is there a racer? Yeah, you can flip the pen around and there's a a different kind of rubber uh, tip on it that looks like an eraser on a pencil. Okay, and there's multiple pens? Yeah, there's one for each pad. Okay. <sighs> we are sitting in the Tower of the Greatest Wizard of our time. And I found here what looks like his... Uh, project to uh, communicate with us uh, mobily. See, look, you take this paper here, I'll take this one here, and whatever I draw on this one, it's gonna show up on yours. And if you take this pen here, like I get him a new one, 
You like this one here, you can write whatever and it'll show up on mine. It'll show up on all of them. Oh, that's really interesting. Tyrell's gonna like grab the papers and then throw it back at Gary. The real question is, why are we here and why was your friend there? What the fuck kind of- the hell Why are you talking on? to me like that, huh? You saw what fucking happened. I saw what happened, but that was your friend. Yeah, it was my friend. Oh, you're talking about the fucking cunt that killed him? Didn't she kill one of your other friends? Yeah. Yeah, she did. And I'm here to just, I'm just fucking, I'll get out of your hair. Alright, I just want to see everything that's here and then I'm going to fucking leave. I'm going to like walk away like angrily and like look more around the shop to figure out where the hell he is. I'm going to go down one floor. Okay, you go down one floor and you find yourself in a room. It's like wall-to-wall -wall closet, basically. And this floor seems to be full of almost exclusively lingerie. Maybe some swimwear. Lots of lace and leather. Uh... Nothing significant. <laughs> Roll an investigation check. Nothing significant? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, 19. Wow, I'm rolling good for some reason. You find a really, really cute mankey. Like, probably plus one charisma. Whoa. But I have to... Well, if I wear that under my clothes, I'll get the mankini that does plus one charisma. I think you get the feeling that they need to be able to see the mankini. <laughs> uh, then I'm not going to put it on. It's like the Borat mankini <laughs> where it comes up over your shoulders and it has a sling for, you know, you. <laughs> what did Ostrogon normally wear? The first time you saw him, he was wearing what kind of looked like a regular wizard's robe. And then when you guys went traveling, he put on, like, his sexy, like, traveling outfit. It was a leather duster coat with little round uh, sunglasses and uh, his fancy staff. Does he have anything like that in this room? Not on this floor. All right, I'm going down one floor. Okay, next floor down appears to be lots of, like, sleepwear. There's onesies, nightgowns, caps, snuggies. Sorry, fantasy snuggies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I will take a snuggie angrily ripped that off the coat rack <gasps> he tuggied the snuggie <laughs> i go another floor down and then this floor seems to have the street clothes there are jackets hats button-ups sunglasses you name it okay i'm gonna try and get ostrogon's leather traveling jacket and 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 sunglasses roll a search for me uh, 17 uh okay yeah you find one that's pretty close to ostrogon's uh clothing they all, like, they kind of have a little bit of that old clothes smell. Like, they, none of this has really been worn in a while. But, yeah, you managed to find a leather duster coat that looks a lot like Ostrogon's. Uh, and kind of like a wide-brimmed, like, leather cowboy hat that looks a lot like his, too. Any glasses? You don't quite find the, the sunglasses like the one he had. But you do find some, like, really, some bigger ones. Like, Ray-Ban Wayfarer-like type stuff. <laughs> well, I'll take that in his memory. So I put on that outfit now. Okay. You're wearing sunglasses inside. You look very cool. <laughs> and I will go down another floor. <laughs> you go down another floor and you see what appears to be a bedroom. There's a large double California king-size mattress covered in plush sheepskin blankets and pillows. The room is lined with an absurd amount of candles and a large mirror in one corner. In the center of the room is a hot tub-sized wash basin with various bottles of pastel-colored liquids perched on the rim. Ostrogon gets freaky. <laughs> I want to look in his nightstand. 19. You find a couple of things in the nightstand. There seem to be just, like, general knickknacks, some, uh, some underwear, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. You find a portrait, like a painting, of what looks like a young goblin man and a young dwarf man smiling together 
And then you also find three bottles that appear to be potions of some sort. There's a green one, a, uh, an orange one, and a purple one. Grabbing those shits. Okay. The bathtub, does it? It just looks like it has just the... Yeah, it just has those bottles that they look kind of potion-like, but you get the feeling they're not quite potions. Yeah, I'll check under the bed. Uh, you look under the bed and you see Ostrogon! Just kidding. <laughs> you look under the bed and a little mouse scurries away. Uh, under a pillow? You look under a pillow and you find a tooth. Oh, I'll grab that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to leave a coin. No, I was just hoping to find a wand with a silencer on it. A wand with a silencer? <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe you can ask Ostrogon to make you one now. Oh, wait, that's right. Ha. I'll leave a I'll leave a gold coin from from the No, I'll keep the pissing coin, but I'll just put a gold coin there. Okay. I'll go one floor down. Another floor down is the study that you seem to have been plopped into to begin with. Sitting there on the floor, blank expression on his face is Thomas. I throw a pen and a rubber paper at him and I write, like, this is what it does. And on the paper in front of him says, this is what it does. I blink. You're a skeleton. Uh, I, 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 I blink skeletally. <laughs> in my brain. And the study was, I know I flipped the table. It probably had something important on it. It had papers on it. However, there's also that cork board and there's the library. Okay, let me, can I see the papers just to make sure I didn't fucking miss those? You roll an investigation on the papers. 16. You look through them and they seem to be a lot of pages that have been torn out of books. Uh, they don't necessarily make a lot of sense to you in the scattered state that they're in. They seem to have once been arranged into piles that maybe would have made more sense, but on their own, like, you know, there's like fables in here. There's also like scientific research journals. Uh, and then there are also like handwritten notes on, on stuff. There's like pages that appear to be from theology books and, and all manner of things like that. I'll check the library. There is a stunning variety of literature on Ostrogon shelves. They seem to be organized by genre. First is fiction. You see all the old classic Ulmerician tales. A Tale of Two Kingdoms, A Festival Fable, The Violet Knight. Towards the end of the section is the entire collection of Orc Daddies, Volumes 1 through 20. Next is Ulmerician history. Much of Ulmerician's earlier history has been lost to time, so there are a number of books like A Speculative History of the Continent's Kingdoms, followed by more detailed historical accounts and memoirs such as Deliverance, A Tale of Plagues, Pirates, and Perseverance. The latter half of the history section seems to be full of theology, with most of the world convinced the gods are fables, or at least no longer around. A great deal of them seem to be very, very old, including a complete account of all known gods, major and minor, and various old children's books recounting the many glorious deeds and battles of the gods. And finally, Ostrogon's many shelves of literature on Arcana. From beginner's guides to premier magical research journals, the shelves are stocked with just about every book there is, organized by School of Magic. His collection seems to concentrate on conjuration and evocation, although the other segments certainly aren't lacking. Uh, I, I want to grab every orc daddy. <laughs> it's a heavy collection. It's all 20 volumes. But yeah, you can, you can grab it. You can take it with you. Is there anything on goblin history? 
You don't quite find anything that seems to scream as being specifically about goblins. Hmm. Any helpful conjuration books or magic books? Yeah, tons. There's all manner you can you can choose from. And so, essentially, were you to spend enough time with these books, you could learn more spells if you so wished. Yeah, I'll grab a few conjuration books, I guess. Yeah, okay, so you, you managed to, to find a couple of really good, essentially, textbooks that are, like, not too specific, but not too general either. So they should give you a nice thorough understanding of a number of spells. Especially, you managed to find a book on all manner of teleportation magic. You have a little, a little schoolboy backpack full of, uh, full of good books now. Yeah, I probably found one in the house and just started filling it up. And then what else was in our study room? The cork board. Let's look at the cork board. Okay, Tyronicus, are you doing anything in the meantime? Or Thomas, are you? Yeah, I'm using like my magic detector and I'm just going through like the wardrobes. <laughs> <laughs> you find boots that seem to be radiating magic and you find a vest that seems to be radiating magic as well. Hey, I'm taking both of those. Okay. And then I guess I'll go back down to the study. You see Gary looking through the library and you see Thomas just blinking at the floor with a pad in front of him. I'm gonna like wave my hand in front of Thomas a few times <laughs> and then I'm gonna like go look for a book on like a certain subject. Okay, what are you looking for? A book mostly on dark magical creatures or like objects that attain to them maybe see if there's like any notes or anything all right well you may want to have a look at the cork board with gary so i'm gonna go look at that cork board okay so you take a look at the cork board and it is absolutely saturated with illustrations torn out of books and scribbles on loose sheets of paper all strung up and tied together it would appear ostrogon was attempting to flesh out some theorem tying magic gods and the idea of life and or the afterlife together. Bahamut is heavily featured. Ostrogon scribbles seem to consistently mention someone named Oman. Bahamut is broken down to be the god of justice, also known as Zymor, the Worm King, etc. His physical form seems to be denoted as a platinum dragon, and the recurring kind of scribble you see all over it is good question mark question mark question mark also on the board are a number of other deities you see tiamat with notes like queen of dragons physical form chromatic dragon evil question mark question mark question mark you see primus neutral question mark question mark question mark you see groomsh you see uh, notes that say god of war physical form orc evil question mark question mark you see corellin with notes like good, question mark, elf, question mark, and all the deities are connected to each other with string, and they lead to a separate section that has been titled The Theory of Alignment. And you see, Ostrogon has charted out this big, what kind of looks like a tic-tac-toe square, and they range from lawful, neutral, chaotic, evil, neutral, good, which you as players would recognize as the alignment chart. Yeah. Now, he seems to have torn out lots of passages and circled them and also written his own notes. A lot of his questions beneath this chart that seems to chart out alignments are gods embody the essence of ideal or perhaps an alignment? Can multiple gods share an alignment or ideal? Is alignment static? Where did the gods go? If gods are mortal, what makes them gods? All of these notes, in turn, are kind of tied with string to a pin 
that is stacked with pages torn from books. They seem to be passages detailing many of the gods' former adventures. In many cases, the gods would battle, often being killed, and yet, for much of early fabled history, it seems the gods would simply return. On each account of a god's return, Ostrogon seems to have scribbled notes to the effects of how, why, and then he writes, history? This seems to have set off some idea in Ostrogon, as he then begins to write loose summaries of the death of the gods, their return, and the associated historical moments. In one instance, it was said that Grumsh and Tiamat found themselves at war with Bahamut and Corellan. Meanwhile, in Olmericia, according to one speculative historical account, a series of ruthless tribal wars waged on, not only pitting man against monster, but tribe against tribe. Grumsh and Tiamat had formed an alliance which strengthened as the bloodshed continued. However, during one particularly fateful night, Tiamat slew Coralie. With both Grumsh and Tiamat encroaching on Bahamut, religious historians claim that he made a visit to his sister, Tiamat. While Tiamat had found great success in the field, Grumsh had proven to be an unreliable partner. He was vicious and effective, but wild and uncontrollable. With Bahamut and Tiamat both being lawful entities, as Ostrogon has postulated, together they realized they could live in harmony. Bahamut would maintain order and peace for the common worshipper, and in turn, Tiamat was promised wars, a place where the most vile of men could go to compete for the goddess's affection in an orderly manner. And thus, as their followers' convictions grew, so did their power. They promised their followers these gifts, and the most gifted warriors hungered for greater power and position, and they prayed to Tiamat. However, the common man, the, the peacemaker, the ones who longed for justice, prayed to Bahamut, and together, they met Grumsh on the battlefield, vanquishing him. This roughly coincides with the first evidence of civilization on the Ulmerician continent. Beyond that, there are tales of Coraline's return during eras of prosperity as magic began to flourish and relative safety gave way to reckless acts of kindness. And then, Grumsh's return, as towns turn into kingdoms and kingdoms led to famine and strife, disillusioning the public as senseless crime and violence increased. Ostrogon then continues theorizing, If belief gives gods life, then we must contain the same essence. We know spells such as detect evil and detect good. Clearly, we contain that essence. We wield it all the time through means both magical and practical. What separates us from being gods ourselves? Belief? The gods have taken different names and forms. Are they even the same when they come back? If they are, does that mean we, too, can return? Can I bring him back? And then, this all leads to one last writing that says, Ostrogon's first rule of essence. The essence of life can neither be created nor destroyed, only transformed. All life that was, will be again. Damn. <laughs> well, I don't know if he'd be saying that now. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna check a floor down. We're halfway there. Half for me. A half for me. 
This, this is the Halftime Ad with Nikki B. Nikki's in the house now. Nikki B is in the house. He's back. He's back. Nikki's in the house now. Nikki B is in the house. He's back. He's back. Woo! He's back. Back. We are back, baby. Oh, and Papa Bear misses the beautiful ducklings. But don't you worry, child. The halftime zone is back and halfer than ever. Welcome to 2022. What better way to kick it off than with your honor episode 23? All right, how are you? How you guys doing? Any re- any resolutions out there? I know, I know it can be tough to achieve those goals, and that's why we've got our friends over here at the Heroes Journal to help us out. Turn your 2022 goals into a quest and accomplish them with the power of a positive narrative. In fact. I myself, yes, the great Nikki B the third, uh, I struggle a little bit sometimes. I love making these halftime zones for all of you, but but some days the creativity doesn't flow and, and getting the vibe right feels impossible. Wait, what? Oh, oh no, it's a flashback, no! Halfway there, half a sandwich, half court. There's no more half anything. I can't think of anything. It's no use. That's how it happened. I swear. 
So if you want to get off that bum and grab your goals by the gonads, head on over to theheroesjournal.co and use code DRIMBUS10 to make 2022 the best yet, as our dearly departed Ostrogon might say. It's never too late to start crushing those resolutions! And now, you've been waiting for it. Oh my god, I haven't seen you all since last year. <laughs> it's thank you time. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Emrys Craig, Regina Russell, Morgan Holly, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Chloe G, Con Air on DVD, NB Star, Stevie B Keys, and Jen Fick. Oh, my goodness, I see some new names in there. Their year is off to a good start. And if you want to start off 2022 with tons of exclusive bonus series, a beautiful community of Drimbus lovers, Discord included, parentheses, NPCs named after you, exclusive merch, and more, check out patreon.com slash Drimbus. Once again, that is patreon.com slash Drimbus. A big old New Year's kiss from all of us at Whimsic Productions. We love you. Welcome home, baby. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? Metal, literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beaver Mount, Ontario is pretty much the same. Folks are polite, 
there's a hockey game that evening, and someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. New episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favorite podcast app. Ah, ben là! Okay. You go a floor down and you see what appears to be a kitchen. The kitchen seems like it has seen a great deal of activity lately. There is a small dining table, which notably has no chairs. There are a number of dishes piled high in a wash basin and at least seven different kinds of bread. Slapped on a counter is a large block of some manner of cheese, and hung on hooks, there appear to be various salt-covered meats in the process of being cured. Is there a magic food? I don't know. How's that sandwich taste? I didn't... He didn't dare bite it. Okay. Um, okay, he's gonna go down another floor. Okay, you go down again and you reach what appears to be the first floor. The ground floor appears to be a gorgeous garden. The entire ground is covered in very trim grass. Floating in the air above the room is a magical ball of light, radiating like a small sun. Directly beneath it, on the ground, is what looks to be a small birdbath fountain, with a miniature dragon statue in the center spouting water from its mouth. Along the walls of the room, there are neat planters that seem to have small sprouts beginning to grow from the dirt. There are curved stone benches in front of them with two open gardening books and several loose sheets of paper. Ostrogon appears to have been taking notes. The only vegetation in full bloom here seemed to be the bed of roses at the foot of the fountain. This is the final floor? Yeah. Uh, Gary will look at the notes. None of them seem like anything crazy. Ostrogon seems to have been taking notes just on gardening, and the two books that you find open are on the growing and breeding of chili peppers and jam it up with jam and jamie <laughs> seems to be about making jams um i don't see a door there is a door does it look like the big knocker door it is a big heavy door and it looks like it's probably the door with the knockers that you uh you're very familiar with i want to figure out how he was communicating with us through this door roll an investigation check 13. So you have noticed that throughout the entire house, in some of the bricks, there are little, like, face carvings. And you get the feeling that these probably work like intercoms in a building Mm -hmm. where he can kind of talk into them at any point in time. Okay. And then Gary's about to leave, and then he will walk back to Thomas. Okay, you go up to the third floor, and Thomas is sitting on the ground. What are you thinking? He doesn't say anything. I wave my hand in front of his eye sockets. Nothing. I put my finger in his eye sockets. And uh, Thomas whispers, just sort of to himself, Bahamut, I'm sorry. I wanted to save you, but I can't. That's it. You don't hear anything back right now. Thomas, roll a d6. Oh, jeez. Clench my butt cheek. Here we go. Four. You take four points of moral damage. Or morale damage, I should say. So Tira's gonna look back at them, probably, like, go upstairs, and then he's gonna try to, like, contact somebody on LEP. Who are you trying to contact? Probably, like, my boy Lucky, just because the closest one. Just come like, Lucky, are you there? I'm in. Hi. Look, there's some weird shit going on. I was following leads on that case. 
up at Rabbit Cove. Looks like the that group from before, one of their friends, went AWOL. Well, then some other mysterious bitch she was talking about bringing down Bahamut and taking over the courts and things of that nature. Bahamut. Next thing I know, I'm teleported out here at this what weird... What do you mean Bahamut? Tyrannicus, what are you going on about? Dude, I... I don't know myself. She was just talking about bringing the end of justice. I don't even know where I am. Some wizard tower. Did you manage to capture the objective? No, I was I was trying to. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm in a, like a battle of magic. There were like statues going on. There's still stuff probably going down in Rabbit Cove. If you can get some reclaimers over there, that'd probably be the best. I'm going to try to figure out what's going on over here. I'll, I'll see who we can send out. I just, I don't have any leads. I don't know what to do now, bud. They're not going to be happy about you losing another artifact. <sighs> I know. Uh, it seems like every time I run into these idiots, something else happens, but I might have to stick with them for a bit just to figure out what the hell is going on here. What does she mean by they have the courts under control? Hmm. Not quite sure what you mean. Maybe keep your ears open. I'll, I'll see what we can do about these, uh... Idiots, as you called them. All right, just report back to me if you can find anything out. Um, also, look into a, um, a Jessica. What is her last name again? She writes books. They're like okay, but you know. Felcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. novelist. Yeah, yeah. Her. She's. Oh, I love her books. She's fucking evil. Oh. <laughs> and all what? those books are real. But anyway. No, yeah. the pocket full of dead fish. <laughs> Not the pocket full of dead fish. Pocket full of dead fish. Apparently someone actually had a pocket full of dead fish, which is like, what? Oh, God, no. Okay. Oh, this is distressing. Okay. I'm going to send some people out to Rabbit Cove, see what we can do. All right, then. Uh, just keep me updated. All right. I'll be in touch. Just stay safe. All right, bud. You too. Okay. Bye. All right. uh, I'm going to head back down. Okay, while well, he was having the phone conversation... I just asked Thomas, like, all right, uh, I gotta go, Thomas. You coming with me? Go where, Gary? And then Thomas, like, flips over on his back and looks up at him. <laughs> I gotta go home. Go home? Yeah. Gary, how could you... How how are you still going after what we just witnessed, after what just happened? Gary, we, we failed. Our friends died because of us we couldn't we couldn't stop anything from happening we couldn't save anyone we couldn't find the truth or justice or we were useless gary what's the point of being a lawyer if you can't do any of that i know i know you're right this and they tried to kill us like we step outside and encounter anyone that alerts them and we're dead it's over gary the only thing that's keeping me going is my family so you're right. This justice is is dying, I guess. But look, I I gotta go see my family before this world goes to hell, or or I do. So, your family? Yeah, my family. What are you supposed to do if you don't have one of those? Uh, this. I mean, you you mean you're saying you don't got one? Mm-hmm. Even if I did, everything that I ever wanted, it's just a mockery. It doesn't exist. It's its controlled by Jessica and that bitch. I, I, there's no point anymore, Gary. There's, there's nothing we can do. All right. Well, uh, 
take some of this and I'm gonna give him 30 gold, I guess. And I suggest you stock up on some health potions. Cause it looks like it's killing you, literally. So, I guess this is it. I, I guess so. What are you going to do? Get away. I gotta get him. I gotta get him out of there, Thomas. I let that fucking monster in my house near my fucking child. I can't... I can't just leave him. I gotta... I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm sorry, Gary. Me too. Jay's gonna pop out. Just where do you think you can go? They control everything. Yes, your family needs to get out. We need to get them safe. But I think the most important thing we need to do is we need to get back to Rabbit Cove and we need to figure out what the hell is going on. You want to go back no, there? No one else is going to be safe. You want to go back there? Absolutely. All right. Well, that's your job, pal. But I got a family that this needs This isn't me. even about my job now. Yes, we got to get your family out of there. They are not safe. Obviously, she knows where they are. But your family is also compromised and you can't keep running for the rest of your life. So you can either be a man. Oh, goblin. Sorry. Uh, you can either be a goblin. <laughs> And put on, put on your, your big boy pants. We can go settle this for your friend who is ruining all of our lives. That ain't my friend. Your acquaintance, I don't really care, but we need to figure out what's going on. And I can't do it alone. Okay, well, I've been doing my job this entire time. So you do yours, pal. I gotta go. I'm gonna skedaddle to get out that door. Okay. That door is heavy as hell and it looks like it is rusted in place roll a strength check for me damn 11 you try to open it it doesn't budge you run into it with your shoulder and it creaks it feels like you almost opened it but you don't quite it's jammed fuck going i'm going to the clothes room okay i start tying up all the lingerie together okay uh i want to get like 50 feet of lingerie <laughs> roll tied together. a what can you roll for crafting uh, roll a survival i guess is it survival i guess right like like wilderness like making rope out of lingerie yeah in the woods, <laughs> in the woods. four Okay, you make a rope out of lingerie. Oh, God. <laughs> it looks a little uh, precarious, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. I'm gonna go to Ostrogon's bedroom. Okay. And I'm gonna take the mattress. Okay. And now, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go to the, to the nearest window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna fold myself in the taco and jump out. Bro, you gonna die. <laughs> Roll an acrobatics check with advantage. Yeah. Oh, dirty 20. Damn. Okay, here's what happens. You pick up this big round red mattress. You run out a window with it folded around you like a taco and you leap. You plummet four stories to the ground. <laughs> but believe it or not, you land just fine. <sighs> and as you do, you look up. And at the door of the tower, who do you see but that oh-so-familiar red tiefling, Monique Valentine? You land right next to her, and she goes, Oh, uh, hi there. Monique? Mr. Markbow, did you just, did you just leap out of that tower? I did. On a mattress? Yes. I... I'm sorry. I'm I'm just so shocked to see you. I thought you were out of town. 
Judge Gardner had mentioned something about an investigation. Mm-hmm. What kind of a, what? What kind of investigation? S- something about uh, Dot's case. Yeah. Um. <sighs> we found out who did it. Yeah. Oh. We we know who did it. Oh, you did. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Did did uh, were you able to apprehend them? I know about Hagatha. What? What do you mean? Oh, well, yeah, we, we we talked about Hagatha before. Okay. Uh, Monique. Hagatha is some kind of god or something. What? And uh, Jess- Jessica works for her. No. And she forced Jessica to kill Dot. Oh, uh, I am speechless. I, I, I don't know what to say. Oh, my God, Gary, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well... That's the story. Take it or leave it. You gotta excuse me now. I, I need to go prepare. Where, where's, where's Jessica now? Ooh, she, she was in Rabbit Cove. She was about to kill us. Uh, her and Hagatha, and uh, they. Well, it's uh, only been a few days. You, you made it all the way to Rabbit Cove and back. Well, yeah. So she has this spell, right? That's why she's so fucking weird and chipper because she has this spell that makes everybody fucking weird and chipper at Rabbit Cove. So if you go there, you're gonna get fucking. Uh, entranced over time so there's a little mausoleum there's a statue that builds of you over time keep that statue from building so you don't get sucked up in the mind control i know i sound crazy i don't care take it or leave it uh they killed Ast- ostrogon was trying to save us he put a portal they killed him we portaled here what yeah i don't have time really i'm sorry but that's are, are you lying to me tip. gary no and i don't even know if i can trust you to be honest but that's your tip all right, I, I really got to go. I'm sorry. Can I... Can I talk to you? Make it... Okay. Can we maybe go inside? <sighs> Monique, I, I really got to go. Look, that's... You, they're inside. You can talk to them about it. Where, where are you headed? I got to get my things in order. And you should too, to be honest. Unless you're with them. I don't know. Gary, I, I really think it'd be worth a few minutes to talk to me inside. All right, fine. But there's your mystery, all right? You solved it. All right, let, 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 let's get in. And she's going to try and help you open that door. So roll with advantage. Yeah, you're not going to go open that thing. It's fucking, it's busted. It's rusted shut. That's why I jumped out the window. Well, can, where, where, where's the rest of your party? Who's with you? Mr. Phelps and, well, I, I guess that's it, right? And this, uh, some, some secret service guy, secret magic service thing i have no idea what you're talking about do they know everything you do hold on yeah um yeah they know everything i do and as i say that i'm scribbling on the rubber thing uh monique is outside okay thomas you see in front of you the pad suddenly says monique is outside the door doesn't open does it it was shut you can try to open it from the inside that's gonna get me up to go and open the door all right roll a strength check for me 18 you run at the door and your bones clatter against the wood and it creaks open. And on the other side, Monique and Gary, you guys hear a big thud. And you hear as the door opens just a little bit. And a form of shadows engulfs my hand as a shadow blade appears <gasps> once more. And I am going to point it at Monique's neck. Whoa, 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 Mr. Phelps. You knew. How do you know that's him? What, Mr. Phelps? You. Is that you? <laughs> you knew. You knew about Jessica. You knew about Hagatha. You led us there. 
I, I am was more than willing to just go back to my apartment, let Bahamut slowly kill me, which I will probably still do, but it would make me feel very, very good if I got to deliver some bit of justice by killing you right here on these steps. Mr. Phelps, Mr. Phelps, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You you are Mr. Phelps, right? Yes. Okay, listen to me. It, it, it's okay, we, we, we can probably get into it in a few minutes. Listen, yes, yes, I knew, I knew, I knew. But if you would just listen to me... Why should I listen to you? Two of our friends died. And he doesn't stick the blade in, but it's a little uh-huh. bit just to kind of, you know, chip, yeah. chip the little right here. Yeah. And, and she kind of like lifts her chin up to like avoid it a little bit, but she looks you dead in the eye and goes, because now you know what I know. And now I know I can trust you. Just say what you got to say. Listen, listen, here's all I know. I'm going to tell you everything and then you can do what you want with it. Yes. I work for Hagatha. I'm aware that Hagatha is part of some... The thing is, it's not just her. Hagatha's part of some greater organization. They're in control of the courts. I don't know what what they're doing, but but, but they get, they're getting ready for something big. So something bigger than they've already done. They're corrupting the courts on purpose. Now, they have varying degrees of success in the different regions of Omerisia. All I know is that there's one person in charge of each region. There's Orgea, the Opal Coast, the Fingers, Solstice, the Sunder. There's one person in charge of each with others beneath them. I don't know who they are, I don't know what they're doing, but if we can find those in charge, we can probably figure out what we can do. But we have to be quiet about it. Agatha thinks I'm on his side. Besides, uh, if, if word gets out, they'd send an army after us. Uh, you don't understand the amount of people they have working for them. Why should we think you're not still on her side? Because if I was, you'd be dead already. He, he sticks it a little further. <laughs> okay. Okay, Monique. Hold on. Gary, I'm just... going to kill her. If there's any justice that's found today, it's me sticking this blade through her neck. I, I'm just going to go get my horse. I'll be back. That wasn't a no. If that's what you gotta do, then so be it. Listen, once I'm dead, what do I care? But all I'm saying is that clearly you have just made some very, very powerful enemies. It might help to have someone on the inside. Is there any way to stop them? Is there any point? I don't know. I really don't. But I figure we have to try, and, and I think I know where to start. I have it on good word that there's a wizard in West Orgea who knows more about this organization. His name is Maximilian Bartholomew Rodriguez Jr. the Third, or Millie and Tyronicus. You are inside looking at the sheets of paper, and one of them literally just bursts into flame. What the hell? I'm never gonna like run downstairs. What the hell are you guys doing? You run downstairs and you see a red tiefling on her back with Thomas's shadow axe to her neck. And she says, Hi! Uh, you must be the Secret Service guy, huh? The hell are you guys doing? You ask her. She knows all the answers, apparently. All the answers to what? The Hagatha shit. Really? She's in on it. You should arrest her. She's still looking at Thomas, and she goes, Listen, I don't quite know what he knows, and I don't quite know where to find him. But I do know where he hid a little something of his. His phylactery. Phylactery? Word on the street is, good old Millie, and a patch of grass outside just fucking dies. <gasps> don't say that name! What? Sorry. Continue. Anyways, word is, he turned himself into a lich a couple years back. Turns out, he's not too happy with the result, and, well, he's been hiding ever since. We grab that phylactery, and, uh, well, we will quite literally hold his life in our hands. 
I think you'll be happy to give us some answers then. I'm gonna like shove Thomas out the way and I'm gonna grab her by like her collar. Like, where is it? Gary's gonna get out of there. I'm gonna stick my sword at Tyronicus. Okay. Put her down. Tyronicus approaches Monique. He goes to shove you out of the way, and Tyronicus, you get the axe in your face. Put her down. She is mine. You don't understand what's going on. You're dealing with things I'm beyond your control. I'm gonna put the blade into his chin now. I'm gonna snap my fingers and try to put Gentlemen, him gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. Easy, 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 easy. We're all on the same side here. I don't know how many of us there are. Maybe we should be working together here. I'm going to put it back to uh, Monique and say, we are not on the same side. Okay, okay. Well, we have a common goal, maybe. I'm going to, like, snap my fingers, and I'm going to try to cast this level 2 detect thoughts on it. For the duration, I can read the thoughts of certain creatures. When I cast a spell as my action on each turn until the spell ends, I can focus my mind on any one creature that I can see within 30 feet. Initially, I learned the surface thoughts, so what's most important on the mind at the moment. If I want to probe deeper, the target has to make a wisdom saving throw. So you got to be 16. She gets a 16. Well, then the spell ends. Yep. <laughs> and now she knows. Well, so I learned her surface thoughts, and then she knows that I tried to probe her mind. Yeah, her surface thoughts seem to be survive, and that's pretty much it. And then she looks at you and she goes, Whoa, did someone just try to read my mind? <laughs> Gary. Gary's gone. Oh, he's gone? Gary, you're gone, gone? I, yeah, like he's, he's running. Wait, didn't we leave the horses? Yeah, I was about to ask, Gary, where are you going? Home. How? He's just running. He's just running home. <laughs> Gary, you start running. <laughs> Gonna do, like, how many hours is that? I don't even know. Ooh, it's like 10 by horse, so... Yeah. <laughs> now I don't know what to do. Oh, shit. Gary's uh, just going straight home. Tell us what you know. I'm sure you know where the guy lives. We can always get him on the way. I told you I don't quite know where he is. I just know where his phylactery is. Where is it? Look... It's so early. I could really use your help. And, and, I, and I'd love to get cracking on this right away, but... And pardon my French here. Y'all look like 10 pounds of shit in a 5-pound sack. When was the last time you slept? That's irrelevant. Where's the phylactery? It's in a place called Twisted Grove. I would love to take you there. Look, it, it, it's so early. Why don't y'all head home, get some shut-eye, and, and meet me outside the courthouse tomorrow? Thomas is going to keep the blade out. He's going to say, you will do everything that we tell you to do for as long as we tell you to do it. And when this is all over and we have brought actual justice back to this land, you are going to jail for a very, very long time. And if you try anything funny, I will kill you. I don't know that I quite agree to those terms, but maybe we can hit a bargain when the time comes. I'm going to put the blade away, and I'm going to try to knock her out. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Benetados as Gary Mogbile. Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, and T.J. Berry as Tyronicus. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes, or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, 
Free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Magenta Presents, a new horror anthology hosted by me, Madame Magenta. We begin with the five-part miniseries Ghosted, starring Beth Eyre and Lucy Roslin. Perched on a rain-battered cliff edge is a former lighthouse. It's a charming, quirky boutique hotel. Owner and sole occupant Beth has spent months renovating, absorbing its essence into her bones. It's an old building. You'll get used to it. But to Beth's horror, her first guest is a figure from a past she has tried to forget. Kira? Beth? What the fuck? Face to face for the first time in years, the pair must reckon with old mistakes, old grievances. Beth, speak to me. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! And something else. Oh, I can't bear it. What is that noise? Because the lighthouse has a past, too. Beth, he's right there. Why is there blood on your hands? We need to get out of here. Kira! (laughs) Kira! I can still see him! Subscribe to Magenta Presents wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, fans of the esoteric. Bye! (laughs) Magenta Presents.